Hello and welcome back to another episode of Raw and Real with Stephanie Fernandez. I'm Stephanie, your podcast host. I'm a rapid transformational therapist, breakthrough parent coach, and founder of Parenting Power Unleashed. I work with parents who want to raise empowered and emotionally healthy children with empathy and authenticity. Becoming a parent is a portal of never-ending learning and healing. In today's episode, I talk to Terina Maldonado about boundaries. So many women are experiencing, when they become mothers, a lack of boundaries. And as Terina says, everyone has boundaries. You just need to become aware of them. Terina is a survivor in every sense of the world. She's empowered with resilience, empathy and determination by living through child abuse, sexual assault and leaving a high demand religion. As a coach, facilitator and speaker, Terina now helps others confidently claim their voice and live an authentic life full of purpose in one-on-one -on -one corporate settings. I'm really, really excited to have her on the show today, especially because this topic is so close to my heart. I will release a chapter in the book Honest as a Mother, Volume 2, about boundaries and my personal experience postpartum with boundaries. My son is now five, but I think I consider myself still postpartum. There is a life before I had kids. And postpartum is a life that I live now with my two boys. Everything changed with the birth of my kids. So tune in. I hope you get inspired. And Terina gives us really good takeaways and practical tools on how to implement boundaries with your kids, with yourself and with your partner, but also with your extended family. Hi, Terina, and welcome to the show today. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for having me on. It's nice to meet you. I'm glad that we found a time between Europe and where are you? I'm in Arizona in the United States. Yeah, it's like around the corner from here. <laughs> yes, I was checking your calendar and I was like, she's definitely not nearby because all of your times were in the middle of the night for me. <laughs> yes. But I'm glad that my kids are good sleepers. So it's 8 p.m. and we, we managed to agree on a time. So that's good. Yes, I love it. Today, it's a, a very important topic. One that has the potential to go very deep and to steer up maybe some emotions for our listeners today. When I think of the topic we talk about today, I get still a little knot in my stomach area. And I think that so many can relate to that wherever you feel the emotion in your body when you hear the word boundaries. This is what we are going to look at today. So um, thank you so much for being available. And I think what I would like to hear, like, first of all, is how, how would you define boundaries and what do they mean for you? Yes. So... For me, boundaries are like what I will accept, not accept, and what I want and need in my relationships with other people. So it's pretty broad, but that's essentially what it is. So it's the relationship with others? 
and acknowledging my wants, needs, and discomforts within those relationships. Yeah. yeah. Relationships, relationships can be very complex. So how do boundaries help with that? So everybody has boundaries in all of your relationships. The thing is, is if you're not aware and conscious of the boundaries that you're setting and establishing, then they're probably not healthy. Or there's a lot of more potential for you to be in unhealthy relationships because you're not being intentional about your boundaries. And so if you hear boundaries and you think, oh, I don't need boundaries, blah, 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 you already have boundaries. It's just what kind of boundaries do you have? Do you have boundaries that are um, really, really rigid? Do you have boundaries that are super porous almost and just really flexible? Or do you have healthy boundaries that are a combination of the two where they're really, really firm in areas where they need to be, but there's also room for growth and stretching and accommodation Mm -hmm. in areas where there needs to be. So it sounds like they're not like set in stone. Oh, there are some that are set in stone. So with my kids, like I've taught them that there are boundaries, like we teach the swimsuit rule. So anywhere that your swimsuit covers, nobody else should touch and nobody should ask you to touch them where their swimsuit covers. That's a hard boundary. There's no flexibility in that. Oh, wait. Yes, there is. But when we go to the pediatrician for your well visit, sometimes they might. But that, And then I explain why there's flexibility in that. But that's because they're a doctor. Mom is right there with you when they're doing that. And even if you're uncomfortable with the doctor, you can let them know. So like letting them know, like there's only one exception to this and that's the doctor when mom or dad is there. Other than that, that's a super hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like you're very intentional with your kids about that boundary. What happens when parents are not, this is not clear to kids. So specifically in like body autonomy, sometimes um, exploration of bodies is very normal in the development of children, both within families and with friends. Sometimes we play doctor, different things like, and discovery, your curiosity, it's normal, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy for your kid to be having some of these experiences with other children. You want them to know your body is your own body. You don't do things with your body that makes you uncomfortable. You don't do things to other people's bodies that make them uncomfortable or make you uncomfortable. And so if you don't teach your children this, they might not know. And they might not know that something is not okay if it's done under the guise of a game. I personally know a few people that have been survivors of child abuse and it was introduced in let's play this mm-hmm. game. And so they may have felt uncomfortable, but they thought they were playing a game. It didn't necessarily feel like this super horrible thing in the moment. So when you help your kids to have boundaries around their body and understand body autonomy, it helps empower them to be more um, resistant to it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very um, difficult topic because even if you don't go to of the very extreme of sexual abuse, but how do you teach children to say, no, grandma, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with a hug. Like, I would like to give you a high five, but I don't want to hug you. 
oh, you have not seen me in like half a year. Come here. I'm your grandma. You know, how do how does a five-year-old say, no, thank you? I'd rather not. So it, it starts before they're five. Mm-hmm. So when my kids were toddlers, um, when I would tickle them, when they would say, stop, I would say, oh, okay. And then they would say, okay, go again. And I'd tickle yeah. them again. And so it starts with just little play, you know, like, um, and it could be, you know, I have ADHD and so there's times where I get sensory overload. And so maybe they'll be wanting to like when they were little or my kids are older now, but like run cars on my body or just hanging on me. And so it would be like me modeling that, Hey, mommy needs my personal bubble right now. I need my body to just be mine for a minute. So can you play over there so I can have my own personal space and we can respect my body for a minute. So verbalizing that to them, because it would be a lot simpler for me to be like, Hey, knock it off. Just get away from me for a minute. You know, like just go over there. So like explaining what you're doing, I need a moment. I'm feeling overstimulated. And I use words like that with my kids now as they're a little bit older, like I'm overstimulated. I need to like put my headphones in. So if you need me tap my arm because I got my headphones in so I can drown out your noise for a minute, Mm. (laughs) but, um, verbalizing it for them. And then when they're little, if grandma is not educated on boundaries and not respecting when, when your little one says, oh, I don't want to give a hug. And grandma says, but I haven't seen you in six. Then you advocate for your children and you help them with your boundaries. And you say, oh, mom, you know what? We're teaching her that her body is hers and that she has control over what happens with her body. And then you turn to your child and ask them, would you like to give grandma a high five or is there another way or are you just okay? And give them the power to make that choice and be in control of their body. But you're empowering them through your adult communication because it's a lot for a child to stand up against an adult. And I also tell my children, it is okay to say no to adults. Mm -hmm. I've given them permission to do that. I tell them we want to be respectful. Um, You want to, you know, be kind, but be respectful but it's okay if you're uncomfortable to say no, or if you really need something to say that you need mm. that and just give my children permission to do that. Yeah, I love that. I love that they learn to speak up for themselves, but don't feel lost when they don't know how to do it. Even, even though when you say you start before they were, before they are five, but still they can be in a situation where they feel completely overwhelmed. And then there is this parent Ideally, the mom, the dad saying, look, we are teaching her how to set boundaries with her body. But I just imagine saying that, like to my parents, I think I dropped that. (laughs) It takes a lot of groundedness and knowing that what you're doing is right and helpful. Mm -hmm. And to know that sometimes doing the right thing is maybe going to rub somebody the wrong way but that's their problem. Your responsibility is empowering and educating your children and maintaining health within your own mental and emotional and relationships. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of a sentence that I read from you where you say, boundaries are meant to improve relationships, not end them. Yes. So I think um, as there's been more awareness and education around boundaries. A lot of times we hear um, 
boundaries is telling people what you don't want, what you won't tolerate. And um, if somebody's toxic, cut them out. And to me, boundaries really are to help improve relationships. And so there needs to be some flexibility and some grace in your boundaries. If you're new to setting boundaries and somebody doesn't immediately respect that, have a little grace for them as they're learning the new dynamics of your relationship because you're changing the dynamics of your relationship. And so you're not going to let them walk over that. You're not going to ignore that that boundary has been breached. But with kindness, you might say, oh, mom, say like you're very, very split on politics or religion or something where you feel it's best for your relationship not to really talk about this, but they bring it up. You're, you can kindly say, oh, um, you know, sometimes it's a little tricky to remember because I'm just starting, like I just told you about this, but um, I'd really appreciate it if we don't talk about this because I value our relationship more than I care about this topic. And so let's, let's go ahead and find something else that we can talk about. Very kind, respectful of them and where they are, but also respectful of yourself and your own boundaries. I think a, a script would be very helpful. <laughs> and maybe this is, um, I don't know if this is what you recommend, but me just thinking of this new thing that I want to introduce into a relationship, like with, with whomever, with my kids, with my parents, with my husband, to remember what do I want to say? What is the core of this boundary so that I can focus also on being kind and understanding and not get drowned in the turmoil of emotions that can come up when these boundaries are still very new and you're afraid of losing actually the relationship. Right. And I think um, a couple of things that can be helpful is acknowledging to the other person that your intention is trying to improve the relationship. So for the example of, we're not going to discuss politics, you can say, like I, I modeled, like, I value our relationship. It's more, our relationship is more important to me than this issue. Right there, you're saying like, I'm valuing our relationship. And this is why I'm trying to set this boundary so that we can have a better relationship. Yeah, yeah I love that. So we talked about the, the physical boundaries. But then you mentioned something very nice, mental and uh, psychological boundaries. So tell me more about that. So for me, um, there's situations where um, you might choose to maybe cross your own boundary. So let's give an example. There's a family member that you maybe have tried to set boundaries with. They don't respect them. You've been kind and trying to re- introduce this and it's just not working. And so maybe you pulled back from the relationship and you, you're not around them as much as you used to be. But there's a family gathering that you want to choose to be at, but you know they're going to be there and they're going to be that toxic person who's just not healthy and not nice. What I do then is I will create um, a bubble of peace and you can do a little visualization and you can picture your bubble made out of any material, titanium, you know, like bulletproof glass, whatever it is. And you picture it just growing as big as you need it to be and then just sucking that in right around you so it surrounds you. And then mentally, 
that bubble of peace is just going to protect you from any of the nonsense that that person says. It's just going to bounce right off and you're going to choose to not let them bother you or at least not get an emotional reaction out of you because a lot of times with toxic people, that's what they're looking for is that emotional reaction from you. So if you can just kind of keep your cool in the moment and then go home and vent to your your partner or your bestie and just be like, ah. <laughs> but just with choose to not let this affect me. And with my kids, um, like my daughter has gotten her hair cut short on several occasions. She'll grow it out and then she'll cut it short. And she knows she has one or two friends that have told her they don't like her hair short. And she's in elementary school. That could be hurtful. But I've introduced to her that, you know, what matters is how you feel. Do you feel confident in your, with your hair that way? Do you enjoy it? Then that's all that matters. And just like people have different flavors of ice cream that they like. And if somebody didn't like the same flavor of ice cream as you, it doesn't mean that they don't like you. If somebody doesn't like the way that your hair is, that doesn't necessarily mean they don't like you. It just means they don't like that thing. And you can choose to be okay with who you are, regardless of what other people think of you. And so she recently got a haircut and on our way home, she's like, I know that so-and-so is not going to like my hair, but that's okay because I love it. And I was just like, yay. (laughs) She was saying that before I even had to remind her of anything because we've already been through this before. (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. And she will, she will carry this message with her into adulthood remembering her worth is not dependent on her haircut or how she looks like. That's beautiful. Right. And so instilling this emotional resilience in your children and letting them know like that it's okay if people don't like you or it's okay if people don't like something about you. The most important thing is that you like Mm -hmm. you and, you know, to honor their feelings that yes, that hurts or that was really upsetting, or yeah, that made you really angry. And that's okay. But we can, we can feel those feelings and then choose to let them go and find our, find our joy again. When I think of the time when I just had my son, and all of a sudden, my time was like, hijacked. I didn't have any time for myself anymore. I didn't have sleep. I, I, didn't have time to nourish my body, like to eat when I'm hungry, to drink when I'm hungry, to go for shower when I wanted, or to drink when I'm thirsty. And I remember all of a sudden, it seemed like I'm this boundaryless being. Everyone has access to my body, to, to my spirit, to my psyche. You need to be open to connect with that little being. And it continues being like this. He's now five. And I still feel how he's penetrating my, me, (laughs) basically. How do you start for any mom out there who feels like, how the heck should I start with boundaries when I have not even time to shower? Like, what are these boundaries? Sounds all very nice and useful, but where do I start? What would you recommend? would start by looking at your day and making a boundary that your self-care is a priority because when you 
take care of yourself, you're going to be able to show up for the people that you love in a much fuller, capable fashion than when you are overwhelmed, overtaxed, undernourished. And so it sounds counterintuitive to put yourself first when you have these little ones, but when you're able to do that, you're going to show up for them better. And so communicating that with your partner as far as like, okay, when you get home from work, I need 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, you can shower, take a minute to just like decompress whatever you need, but make that the standard. Or every day, I need you to put the kids to bed because I need that time for me to decompress. Or set a boundary with yourself. When it's nap time, I am not going to do the dishes and the laundry and clean the house. I'm going to take that time to make sure I've eaten, make sure I've gotten enough water, make sure I've gotten a shower, make sure I've taken a minute to do some journaling so I can get this mental angst out of my head or take a nap myself. Like set those boundaries with yourself. Maybe you need to wake up 10 minutes earlier so you can get a shower every day. Yeah. But find the time. And I know saying waking up 10 minutes earlier is probably not realistic for some people. I had kids that were like ridiculously early risers and I would hear people say that and I would literally laugh. I was like, I will die if I have to try and wake up before my children. (laughs) I can relate to that. (laughs) But it's actually not something that we think of when we think of boundaries, you know, to set the time for ourselves and to take the time that these, these are also boundaries. Right. And if boundaries are new to you, setting boundaries with yourself can be a beautiful place to start and allow yourself grace, just like you would somebody else. Remember that boundaries can be flexible. So maybe it is like a rule that I don't do care tasks during nap time. That's my self-care time. But there's a day where you really need to just get something done because you won't have time later in the day or something like whatever it is that arises, you can be flexible with that as long as it's done still respecting yourself. Yeah. You mentioned before your trick of having the earplugs in to create a bubble for like not to have that noise around you. That was a beautiful example of how to set boundaries your own boundaries with your kids in a way that they don't feel they're a burden this is this is mommy's needs these are mommy's needs now there's nothing to do with you know that she doesn't love me or that I'm not a good boy I'm not a good girl here um and I think that really models nicely that kid when kids can learn oh mommy also has needs like She's, a, she's actually a human being that has needs. Um, what are very uh, typical boundaries that parents, that you think parents encounter when they they don't have those boundaries, actually? What could they, you know, what is that? What does that mean? And how can they communicate that to their kids? So a boundary that we have in our home is that everybody takes their dishes to the table or to the sink after dinner, clears the table. 
because I was getting so frustrated in the mornings when I would wake up and the table is cluttered with the leftovers from dinner the night before. And that was starting my day off poorly when I'm waking up and I'm, I'm frustrated and then I'm cleaning up after everybody else. And so I communicated that to my kids like, guys, I'm waking up in the morning and it's starting my day off right, not right. And this is really not how I want to start my day. And it doesn't set a good feel and tone for our day because then I get you guys up and I'm in a bad mood and, and that's not fun for anybody. So do you guys have any ideas on what might work better? This can be really helpful in creating family boundaries is involving your kids and let them be involved in never, never, never like tell them that their suggestion is bad. Um, because I think when I asked that, one of the kids was like, well, you could just take everything at night. So that way it's like on in the morning. And I was like, well, I might still be a little frustrated that I'm cleaning up after everybody. What else can we think of? You know, like, <laughs> and eventually we came up with, we can all just take our dishes over to the sink in the evening. And then that way it's done and we can wake up with a clean table. And so now that's our standard. And if somebody forgets, it's easy to be like, oh, what's what's happening with your dishes? Oh, yeah, I forgot. And they take them over. And um, when the kids get really loud, I try and just be like, guys, I need it to not be so loud right now. You can scream outside or you can go to the park and scream there or go in your room and close the door. And if you want to play this screaming game that's happening, go there. But I need a little bit of space that's not so loud. Or when it comes to um, bedtime, like we have one that will just come out for a million more huggies and kissies before they go to bed. And so we started to notice this had become a pattern. And so we talked and we're like, okay, we're going to give one great big hug and kissies and then no more for the night. And so then when they would come out, it would just be, oh, you've already had your huggies and kissies for the night. Remember? Air kiss. Good night. And it's hard because I love to squeeze them and kiss them and I want to give them a million hugs and kisses, but then it creates this like pattern of behavior that makes bedtime more drawn out and harder. And so just these small little things where it's like, oh, no, remember we talked about this, but it also goes both ways. So like if my kids don't want to eat something for dinner, I'm trying to teach them to listen to their bodies and respect their bodies. And if I'm forcing them to eat the stir fry that they've tried and they think it's disgusting, it is not teaching them to respect and listen to their body for me to force them to eat that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also not a short order cook and I'm not creating multiple meals. So my kids know if they really, really don't like what's for dinner and granted they're a little bit older, this doesn't work with really little ones, but it, it could if you let them have snacky things. But if they really don't like it, they're responsible for making a sandwich, making a quesadilla, making some ramen, finding whatever they want to eat. And we allow them to do that because I'm not going to force you to override your body's signals of this is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Or same with when they're full. Like I might say, are you sure? Is your body telling you full? You're full? But I'm not going to force my kid to finish their plate because then we end up with adults who feel like they need to eat a whole plate full of food and you're ignoring your body's signals of being full. And so respecting your children, you know, maybe if I've asked them to do something 
if they bring up a valid reason and it's not just an excuse, I'll be like, you know what? You know what? That's fine. If you need another five minutes to rest before you come work on this, this chore, that's okay. Is five minutes good? And kind of let them have that feedback. And do you need a full five minutes? Is one or two okay? Or do you need a few more? And no, five minutes will be okay. All right. Well, we'll set the Alexa and then I'll come back out and get you. <laughs> so respecting their boundaries as mm-hmm. well. And what I hear is that cooperation helps and involving the other yes. one in setting the boundary because it makes it much easier to enforce the boundary when everyone is on board. Yes, yes. it really mm-hmm. does. It really does. We've implemented um, a 10-minute tidy every night. Alexa has an alarm at 6.30, which is usually about the time that we've finished up with dinner, and it reminds us. And... For 10 minutes, we clean the house and it doesn't matter if there's still mess somewhere. Once the timer goes off, 10 minutes is up, we're done. But if we've finished before the 10 minutes, then go us, we're done and we can enjoy the rest of the evening. And just this simple daily routine helps our home, helps us kind of feel um, cooperatively responsible for the care and keeping of our Mm -hmm. home. And it's routine, so it's not like when I would used to randomly be like, this house is disgusting and such a mess, clean it. And then they're hating that they have to clean. Like, it's just a routine and it's part of our day now. And so now that's established with all of us and we all do it together. And it's just known that this is how we help keep our house. Yeah, it's I will. You know what? I will steal that. (laughs) The 10 minutes before bedtime. I don't know what happens. But before bedtime, the house explodes. I don't know. They they find all sorts of things to play with. All of a sudden, it's like the Lego that they have not played with for the last six months is the most important now. So, and then... The- Obviously, it's essential for exactly. life. <laughs> so what I'm hearing, um, Tarina, is that there needs to be still some sort of flexibility within the boundaries in the home. But having the boundaries and enforcing them helps kids to know what to expect and actually have that as I'm interpreting it from what I hear from you as a safety. This is what's happening every day and they are looking forward to that. Maybe they're not looking forward to the 10 minutes, but they are looking forward to the end of the 10 minutes and they know it's only 10 minutes and that's it. Right. And I try and say, obviously not every night, but wow, guys, doesn't it feel so good? to have a clean space to be in and they'll look around and be like, yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> what we didn't touch upon, but I know um, a lot of couples who became parents struggle with boundaries in the relationship. This new relationship, all of a sudden you're not two anymore or maybe you had already a child, but then comes another one, the dynamics change again. How important are boundaries in a relationship when you are in the midst of the chaos of raising kids? It's so essential. It really is. And um, so one tip I would give is to communicate this. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I really need to set some boundaries in my relationship because I think it'll be healthier. 
communicate that because it might come from left field if all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, that's not okay. Or, oh, I really need you to do this. And they're like, wait, what? This is totally different because it is totally different. So just have a simple conversation of I've been researching boundaries and how they can really help improve our, our life and our relationship. And so I just want you to be aware I'm going to be focusing on this in my life of improving boundaries, not only with you, but in all of my relationships. And um, please come to me if anything feels off or disrespectful or confusing so that we can talk about this because my goal is to enhance and improve our relationship. So any help you can do in that is going to be fantastic. And if this is something that you want to learn more about, like I can share some resources and we can both work on healthy boundaries with each other giving them that opportunity to kind of join you in this journey. And just know that if it feels hard, if it feels uncomfortable, if it feels scary, that does not mean that it is wrong. That does not mean that it is bad. It just means that it's new. So for example, and we're not going to judge my husband because we're all evolving human beings and he has evolved and grown as a person. Um, But when we were, Earlier in our relationship, sometimes he would yell at me. And as I was learning about boundaries, I was like, I don't think that that's okay. And I don't want to tolerate that anymore. And I hadn't listened to anybody tell me to have this conversation with him before <laughs> or at the start of new boundaries. But there was one, the, one of the very first times he called me up on the phone and we were talking and I had to tell him something. And I don't remember the specifics of the situation, but I know I was in the wrong. Like I had done something that was a letdown or had, it wasn't good. And he started yelling about it. And I felt physiologically very unsettled. My started sweating. My heart is racing. My hands are a little jittery. I took a deep breath and I said, you have every right to be upset and that's totally okay, but I'm not okay with you yelling at me right now. And so let's end our conversation and we can talk about it when you get home and we're both calmed down a little bit more. Okay. He, what? Like he was a little, what? <laughs> okay. And then he came home and we calmly talked about it and after a couple of times of that, he stopped yelling because it became a clear boundary that when you yell at me, I end the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it improved our relationship because we're now communicating in a healthier way. And so know that when you start to set boundaries, you can feel very physiologically, emotionally, especially if you grew up in a home where you've experienced any sort of trauma or where boundaries were not part of your family dynamic and it was very perhaps authoritarian like your parents set the rules that's the way it is no questions asked you don't talk back like I brought you into the world I can take you out of the world like if that's a family dynamic you came from boundaries are going to be very uncomfortable for you because it's going against the way that you were modeled shown told this is how a person behaves in a relationship it does not mean that you are doing anything wrong it just means it's a new skill do you work with people who want to learn the skill of setting their boundaries communicating them and feeling yes 
That is actually what I want. Even though it's hard, I feel this is more in alignment with me. Like that is the whole gooeyness of my coaching program is to help people show up feeling comfortable and authentic as they are with what makes them happy and fulfilled in their life without worrying about what everybody else is thinking or what everybody else says that you how you should be Mm -hmm. acting Um, and so a lot of my coaching program is based in helping people to learn how to set boundaries um, helping them walk through specific situations that they're maybe getting tripped up on how do I communicate this or this is what's happened how do I navigate this now supporting them as they learn that and also helping people get rooted in um, loving themselves and establishing good sustainable self-care routines because when you deeply know who you are and your worthiness and that you're lovable exactly as you are then it's gonna be okay when maybe something goes awry when you're setting boundaries with somebody because you can come back to this knowing that I'm still worthy of love just the way that I am Mm. I love that and it sounds like it sounds very hopeful for people pleasers that end up as doormats and think I can never do this I I have Like, I don't even know where to start from. So I'm so happy to hear that you have a coaching program that helps people to find clarity with that and get real tools that help them with their boundaries. It's And it really is one of my favorite things to watch people become more confident and more capable in setting boundaries in their life because then it ripples and it just... It just makes everything in your life a little bit healthier. I was just thinking about that ripple effect when you were talking about how you teach your kids about your own boundaries and what they learn from having you as a mom being able to communicate calmly, clearly with the boundaries that are good for you. So that's beautiful. And as you're saying that, I want to add like a little asterisk, like, This has been years in the making and I am far from a perfect mom now. I'm far from perfect at boundaries now. Um, We're all a work in progress and we all are learning as we're going. And so the most important thing that you can give yourself is grace as you go through this and just know that wherever you are right now is the perfect place to start for learning who you are, loving yourself and setting healthy boundaries so that you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. These are the perfect closing words. <laughs> but tell me um, and tell our listeners where they can reach you, how they can find you. So the best place would be my website, which is just TarinaMaldonado.com. And there's links to my social media from there. If you're on social media, Um, give me a follow. I love to share tips and tools and advice and have fun along the way on all of these topics of self-care and boundaries and self-love. And um, I also have a free journal and self-care workbook that people can grab from my website that have some really good introspective questions that can kind of help you get started on that self-discovery of what my, you know, like, 
help you figure yourself out a little bit as you're trying to figure out where do my boundaries need to be and what do I what do I want to do as I'm showing up in the world, as well as going into a little bit of what self-care really is and how to kind of bring that into your life. That sounds beautiful. I will put all your links in the show notes of this episode. And I'm on my way to your website to download the journal now. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today and your personal experience. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Stephanie. It's been so great to join you and your audience today. So if you guys want to get in touch with Tarina, check the show notes of this episode. And please do sign up for my parenting course if you do experience struggles with boundaries. My chapter of the book, Honest as a Mother, Volume 2, that will be released in September 2023, will be about my experience of my personal boundaries. Stay tuned for the release of the book in September 2023. Until next time at Raw and Real with Stephanie Fernandez. Bye now.